Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Welcome to episode 21 of the Into the Lab podcast brought to you by the Sport Gene and powered by the Mothership Overtime Heroics, where we have reached week 17 of this NFL season. I'm the sports scientist leading you through today's lab power hour, Ernest Silva at the Sport Gene on Twitter and ready to get this show started from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas. As you know, we are joined by sports scientists across the world on Into the Lab. Every week, they come in with their expert analysis in a three-round segment. Today, it'll be just me reaching the last week of the season, wanting to bring it back home, go back to the original time when we were just talking together here about each game, all, all, the, all the different players, and, and, and analyzing what each game means for each team. Our sports scientists have the, have the week off as they're going to be enjoying the last of the holidays as well as the new year. So kudos to them for taking a bye week. And I had my bye week earlier, so I'll take over from here. Round one is going to be our playoff pick em as we start off today's segment, talking about those teams on the bubble, trying to get into the playoffs, some of those crucial games of the week. Round two will be mostly fire round picks of kind of those insignificant games, um, as well as a couple of heaters at the end. And last but not least, some of those fantasy players to watch out for this week. If you are in those Week 17 final week matchups for the championship, <laughs> really sucks if you are. But if you are part of that league, we'll talk about some of those sleepers, as well as some of those hidden gems that some of the sports scientists have sent over to me. Again, <clears throat> going to be us writing today's episode, so won't keep you too long. Uh, kind of a holiday treat. So let's start off with round one, our playoff pick. I and mean, we're going to start with the Vikings, the Vikings playing host to the Bears, the Bears coming into town. The Bears are opening up as a three-point favorite for this game, and the reason being is because the Vikings really have nothing to play for. Um, the Bears season has been a bit lackluster, and and really on both sides of the ball, really wish it would have been a better season. So Vikings resting most of their starters this week um, on both sides of the ball. So when you're looking at this matchup, some of these trap games for Week 17, it really is um, trying to focus on what the narrative is and the matchup. So with the Bears being favorites, that basically tells you that the Vikings are going to be pretty much resting their starters the entire game. Doesn't look like they're going to be playing a series. So Bears are going to be a heavy favorite in this in this game. Um, I even on the road, uh, the Bears starters are better than the Vikings backups, and the the Bears tend to uh, run the ball heavy in situations in divisional matchups. So. Uh, you're looking at a lot of points going towards Tariq Cohen, towards David Montgomery, but the Bears will be a solid play this week on the road, taking the Bears with the spread. We go over to Dallas, and Dallas um, playing host to the Washington Redskins. The Redskins uh, trying to play a spoiler, in-division spoiler, trying to make sure that uh, 
they don't they keep Dallas from having a chance of making those playoffs. While the Dallas Cowboys have absolutely everything to play for, like we said earlier on 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 episodes on into the lab, J- Jason Garrett's playing for Super Bowl bust. Um, obviously, last week they weren't playing for Super Bowl bust. Real real letdown. Dallas Cowboys are eleven point favorites at home. I I presume that's going to be because they are going to be playing at an absolute high level while the Washington Redskins are just kind of right out the season. Problem is that Case Keenum is starting, which means Case Keenum will be proving that he can play football and be that starter for Washington as well. So expect a lot of offense coming out of this game back and forth. Um, Although Dallas' defense is potent, it's not going to be enough to where they're going to shut out Washington. So expect a lot of points. Dallas is going to win this game, but I do believe that it's going to be closer than 11. It might be a touchdown, might, might might be something crazy like five or four points. But I would take Dallas to win this game. Uh, they the only team they've lost to is the Eagles. They're four and one against the NFC East, and and uh, Dak Prescott seems to be good to go. Everybody else seems good to go. So taking Dallas against the spread. The other big NFC East matchup is going to be that Eagles at Giants matchup. Eagles need the win to stay in, and so another huge matchup with this NFC East. Uh, another NFC East team trying to play spoiler. You know, uh, the Eagles will have no Ertz, no Aguilar for this game. So Dallas Goddard, again, your your tight end MVP from last week. Um, but the Eagles have decided that they're going to wear their undefeated uniforms uh, that they, they say they never will lose a game in. And so um, Eagles trying to play all the odds, jinxes, luck, everything they could possibly imagine for this game. <clears throat> going on the road, playing against a Saquon Barkley who had a massive game last week, expecting to have another big game this week, tearing up that defense. Um, and the real matchup is going to be those unknown Philadelphia receivers going up against that unproven secondary of the New York Giants. Uh, I think the the Eagles um, want this badly. The Dallas Cowboy in me says, do not pick them, so I'm going with the Giants. But <clears throat> logically, if you're looking at this game, the Eagles should not lose this game. The Eagles should win handedly. Um, I am picking the Giants to upset just because I'm hoping Dallas has that one last shot. Um, but when it comes to this start, Carson Wentz, uh, Miles Sanders will be a good play, although Jordan Howard's coming back for limited reps. Um, and you look at, at Dallas Goddard, really, on the fantasy perspective. Uh, Saquon Barkley and Sterling Shepard. On the back end, question is, is Daniel Jones playing? Um, if you are asking that, Daniel Jones is playing. So still, I, I'm picking the Giants. That's that's just a Dallas Cowboy fan. You should know that by now. But the Eagles are definitely um, probably going to win this game. So <clears throat> let's move over to the AFC South. Houston playing against Tennessee. Houston not really concerned with this outcome other than trying to play to win, which is what uh, Coach uh, Bill O'Brien keeps announcing to the media is we are trying to play to win. That's a wonderful coach. but. With Hopkins and Watson already listed as question, well, this is looking more like a preseason week one game uh, with only a series or two for the starters, and then everybody just sits, and Houston's trying to win with a bunch of backup players. Um, meanwhile, Tennessee playing at, at the number six seed. They have tons to play for. They are going to be playing hard, trying to keep a lead if they have it early, trying to regain the lead if they lose it early to the starters. And they're going to be trying to keep that sixth spot as there's a bunch of teams nipping at the bud that we'll talk about a little bit later, trying to take that. Tannehill leading a, a, a strong uh, season effort as being the second half MVP, playing phenomenal and lights out for the Tennessee Titans once he got the bid um, from, from Mariota. And uh, Derrick Henry got a week of rest as uh, he didn't play last week. So uh, a lot of uh, question marks is if 
Tennessee is healthy and ready to go. A.J. Brown's been spectacular in the second half of this season. Uh, Corey Davis has had crucial catches here and there. Um, and then uh, Janu Smith, a fantastic breakout second half season. I expect him to have a fantastic season next year, and we'll talk about that later um, in the episode. But Tennessee, probably a lock to win this game. Um, they are favored by six points. Uh, depending on how that first quarter goes, if the score is close or Houston is having the advantage, then I would say it'll pro- they probably won't cover their spread, which is currently six points. Um, however, if uh, Houston does start off very lackluster and Tennessee just breaks out, they'll cover that easily. So uh, might be an in-game pick if you're looking at it and Tennessee seems to be down, might want to ride that minus three or minus two that they might put out there. Um, but if you feel confident Tennessee just breaking out from the beginning, then I would definitely pick them. I'm picking Tennessee to win, but not to cover. Um, and so that, that'll be my pick for this, for this game. That's the safer pick. Last but not least for the playoff pickums, um, looking at the 49ers at Seahawks, such a huge playoff implication game, uh, for this game, San Francisco, three and a half point favorites on the road. Um, San Francisco possible one seed. Um, is in play even for the Seahawks and and a possible wild card road playoff game against the NFC East champ um, for the loser and that's that's very hard to swallow because as you know Green Bay has that Detroit matchup that we'll talk about in a little bit and um, you really focus on on uh, if Green Bay wins then the winner of this game probably keeps that one seed loser plays on the road and um, you don't want to play on the road in the playoffs, no matter what. Everything resets, even if it's an eight and eight Eagles team or an eight and eight Cowboys team. You don't want to have to go to Jerry World or go to, um, you know, on the road to win in that type of setting. So expect a very hard fought game, um, almost like a preliminary playoff matchup, kind of like those uh, uh, initial four games for the NCAA March Madness tournament between two juggernaut teams. Really looking and interested to see how much. Marshawn Lynch does play if he does play, as well as Robert Turbin. Um, Seahawks going to try to get that run game going. Um, they've already stated that their third round, uh, I'm sorry, their third string running back will be playing this game as well, getting the starting bid. So a lot of question marks in that backfield for Seattle. Meanwhile, you already know what Russell Wilson brings to the table. He'll be spreading that ball around. Tyler Lockett spreads the field. DK Metcalf going down the middle, working the seams, as well as um, Jacob Hollister. Hollister is a great play this week as well. I think uh, when it comes to this matchup, it'll be the 49ers ground game versus the Seahawks passing game. And uh, Richard Sherman's return is going to be, we want to solidify this one seed. So expect Richard Sherman to have a few highlight plays in this game as well. Um, I am taking San Francisco to win this game. I do think it's going to be very close, uh, if not just a game-turning touchdown or field goal towards the end of the game. So picking them not to cover the spread, which was three and a half. So picking San Francisco to win but not cover. I know some of you Steelers and Raiders fans are saying, well, hey, we have games too. We're going to get to that at the end. I'd rather end on a high note. So let's go ahead and end round one on that note, and we'll talk about the rest of the games in round two. We'll be back in a moment. Before we start round two on the Sport Jeans Into the Lab podcast, we'd like to remind any listeners that if you play basketball and you are from the ages of 8 to 18 in the Rio Grande Valley, check out Triple Double Basketball Academy one of the premier programs in Texas, located at the center of the RGV in Harlingen, Texas. Find your young basketball pros practicing ball handling techniques, proper shooting forms, learning strength and conditioning techniques, and gain unmatchable experience with elite state tournament play. 
Follow on Facebook or visit www.triple-double-basketball-academy.org. Triple Double Basketball Academy, where each basketball player grows no matter what. We are back for round two, the rest of the week 17 picks. Our fire round will briefly touch on each game as we go through it. Um, I did receive the picks for Dre Rogers. He did send those in. So if you are a follower of Dre's, just want to let you guys know, in the first five games, Dre has picked Chicago to win, but not cover. Dallas to win, but not cover. Philadelphia to win and cover. Tennessee to win and cover easily. And Seattle to win um, outright because they are the underdogs. So let's go ahead and go with the rest of this week 17 picks and start with the Browns at the Bengals. The battle of who wants it more this week. Looking at a Browns team similar to Chicago, wanting to end a disappointing season on a high note. And uh, while their offense does roll, their defense will struggle with a surging Bengals team that really is going behind Joe Mixon in that running game. So Joe Mixon, fantastic play this week. Um, most most of the Cleveland offense you are going to play if you have them. I don't believe anybody starting Baker Mayfield in their, in their uh, championship round. But if you are, you could still get some solid point value out of that. I think there'll be some points on the board. Don't think it'll be a 40-point score on each side. Um, but I am picking, uh, or with this game, uh, Cleveland is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Both Dre and I have Cleveland winning this game outright um, and with the spread. So this is a good, solid pick. If you are making a bet, the Browns this week are a good bet. Now, when it comes to the Chargers and Chiefs, the Chargers trying to play spoiler. Chargers going on the road to, to Arrowhead. Kansas City, a nine-point favorite. Chiefs are looking to get a top seed, keep a bye in, that first, in those first rounds. Starting everybody. Goal is to stop Austin Eckler from being an every down back. So the Chargers are looking to play divisional spoiler. And at the end of the year, um, you know, they want to play well and try to take away that Chiefs momentum going in the playoffs. For the Chiefs, looking to get a lead, looking to stay ahead and then sit everybody. Make sure there's some rest. Um, if there's a bye, no need to sit. They'll just keep playing hard. Unfortunately, it is a 12 o'clock game like most games this week. So you're going to be looking at a lot of teams playing their starters for a lot of minutes, trying to gain those leads and then try to rest them. So expect the Chiefs to come out throwing. Um, expect um, big numbers from Patrick Mahomes this week, as well as Austin Eckler if the Chiefs can't get that ground game stopped. Um, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, great plays. Uh, Phillip Rivers has been very 50-50 wishy-washy. Don't think you're starring him in your Week 17 matchups, but somebody definitely watch. Um, you re- when If you're a Chiefs fan or if you're an AFC East, I'm sorry, AFC playoff watcher, then you're looking to see if that Chiefs defense can make key stops and if they're playing well at home. Um, the Chiefs defenses look susceptible to the run. They have not looked good some weeks, but then look phenomenal in others. So it's really a matter of watching those those teams play for playoff implications. When it comes to the pick for that game, I am taking Kansas City to win. I don't think they cover that spread. I think the Chargers in a divisional matchup are going to score as many points as they possibly can. They'll have some trick plays. It'll be a fun game to watch. Dre is picking Kansas City to win outright for this game, as well as cover that spread. He thinks they'll jump out to that early lead and take that game early. When it comes to the next game, real fun game, New England, 16.5-point favorites at home against Miami. Now, who doesn't love this matchup? Dolphins wanting to give a loss to the Patriots easily. You can tell they'll they'll come in here and play hard. The Pats need this win. It will be a great first quarter or two. I think hard-hitting, really strong. But the Patriots are just much more talented. Um, I don't think the the Patriots will cover that spread. Uh, both Dre and I have picked New England not to cover um, but win the game. Uh, Miami is, has played fantastic as of late. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's efforts have, have looked very heroic. 
Um, and, and really with Devontae Parker being healthy and the Dolphins offense being able to play well um, in Foxborough, playing in that environment with New England trying to vie for that first round by, I don't think Miami has a shot in this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if the first two quarters, they look competitive, 10-10 game, possibly a you know three-point advantage for Miami, or it looks just weird because this matchup is always scary. Um, it's like the Eli Manning curse for the Patriots fans. It's like, why are we playing Miami this late? It always happens with Miami. Um, then we all remember that, that kickoff return, um, or that, that last second play, I'm sorry, from last year when Miami pulled that upset off and Gronk looked like he was running in quicksand. So, um, hopefully that's not the case this year, but New England to win this game. I do, I would not take that spread, not this late in the season, not with so many, um, latent variables and, and extra things going on. Um, but look for New England to try to solidify this game and, and get this taken care of by the end of the third quarter. I don't think they're going to want Tom Brady out there for some last minute injury. They're not going to want most of the starters out there for some last minute injuries in the fourth end of the third. All right. So as we're moving along, Atlanta going over to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, a one point favorite at home. Um, they, Tampa Bay will host and they will show up with some points, but Atlanta will use this game solidify giving Dan Quinn another year. I think this is going to be a big Falcons game. And uh, to quote Miles Bloomquist, I feel like this is going to be one of those statement games to go into next year. Um, and and Atlanta is going to be looking, and both Dre and I have Atlanta to win this game and upset Tampa Bay. Um, but I feel like like by supporting the GM and the head coach, you're stating this is the way, this is our approach for next season. And Atlanta will be using their game plan. I expect a big game from Devontae Freeman. I expect Matt Ryan to be the field general that we all expect, and Atlanta be swarming the field on defense. Uh, James Winston likes to give up turnovers, expects $30 million a year, but likes to give up turnovers. And and uh, Tampa Bay, you know, not the most solid team week after week. Yes, they put up points, but Atlanta does as well. So picking Atlanta on the road to win this game outright. Let's move over to New York. So the New York Jets um, will be going up against the Buffalo Bills, playing in Buffalo. The Bills are a one-point favorite, um, but after several press conferences and looks from the practice field, it looks like Buffalo will probably be resting everyone after a few series this weekend. So game is really meaningless for Buffalo after that loss to New England last week. So expect Buffalo to have another kind of preseason week one type of vibe, maybe a couple of series to see if they put points on the board. And the Jets will be looking for that revenge from earlier in the season. So expecting an upset with this game, both Dre and I have picked the Jets to win this game outright with the upset. Um, that, that shouldn't surprise very many people. The Bills are not deep when it comes to uh, depth chart. Um, and so expect to see a lot of the second string, third string players on the field for the Bills. Um, and again, that they might be playing hard because it's at home, keeping it close, but don't don't expect uh, the Jets to surge in offense. It's not going to be a 42 to three game, but it will be a game where the Jets will be scoring, you know, maybe about 10, 14 point points more than the Buffalo Bills this week. So expect the Jets to win this game. Um, start those Le'Veon Bells. Um, I don't know if you're playing Sam Darnold, probably not a good play, but Jameson Crowder may have a big game. Robbie Anderson, this uh, last four or five weeks has been phenomenal for you fantasy wise. Um, and so definitely would play uh, the Jets in this game and the Jets defense. Now, we'll go ahead and take our, our efforts over to Detroit. Detroit playing host to the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers, 12.5-point favorites on the road, and we talked about a little bit earlier about why, but Green Bay has everything to play for while Detroit is, is hobbling along, um, and literally with on Johnson in the backfield hobbling along. So Green Bay, um, 
will be playing hard. It is a noon game as well. So they'll be needing the win for the top seed this postseason. Tells you everything when it say the new noon game. And if you don't understand why noon games, you don't know what the other teams are doing, who's winning, who's losing. You're just playing. Maybe you glance at the scoreboard at halftime or your, your coaches are keeping up with it upstairs. But you really are trying to play to win because you want to have those top seeds, especially Green Bay. Green Bay has a chance to be the one seed overall. So um, Detroit is hurt. Carry on will be the highlight reel for them as he'll be making certain plays here and there. The Packers will win this game big. I expect them to jump out. Everybody can throw in Detroit. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a big end this week. We'll talk a little bit more about him later. Um, <clears throat> but it will be a Packers offense show. Packers defense is stout. Um, top 15 defense or top half of the league. So looking at at a, a blowout win here for the Packers. Um, and I, I really do think that the Packers will blow them out. I'm picking Green Bay to win and cover. Dre, although he, he is the Packers expert, he is stating that it, due to a divisional game, he doesn't see Green Bay just running away with it. Um, so he picks Green Bay to win but not cover. We're going to go ahead and go over to Carolina. The Panthers hosting the Saints. The Saints a 13.5-point favorite on the road. <clears throat> now, it's important to note this is the same exact implication. Carolina may be hosting. They may be the less team, but um, the Saints need the win to stay in the hunt for the top seed. And expect all starters to play. They've listed that Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees, everybody is playing in this game. It is important. <clears throat> and then some. You want to have your games at the Superdome. And while the Panthers will have Christian McCaffrey, of course, featured again in this loss, I do believe that New Orleans will win and cover. Dre believes New Orleans will win, but not cover. And for this game, uh, New Orleans is, is going to be looking to really explode on the ball. And Carolina will get some last-minute points. But um, I do expect New Orleans to win handily in this game. 13.5 is a lot of points. And I know I stated earlier, you know, too many points at this point in the season. Very true. Um, but if you've seen New Orleans in their offense when they are clicking, and I do expect them to be really clicking trying to get this win, um, I, I don't expect it to be close. And Carolina has struggled um, until late in games in order to score. So it's picking New Orleans to win this big. Going to the last four games, um, the last two, the next two are really kind of the in-between, but let's talk about it. So Arizona visiting the Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles Rams will be all over this game if Kyler Murray is not playing. He is a game-time decision. Even if he is, if he's really in an ailment and he's not playing 100%, don't expect it to be a, a very close game at all. Now, Los Angeles Rams are a six-point favorite at home. And in, in if Kyler Murray is playing, they'll, they'll be about 300 yards of offense on both sides. I do think he'll throw the ball well. Um, it won't be that scramble ability. Um, but both teams really know each other. So um, if you're looking at the over-under in this game and, and it's plus 50, I'd probably be okay with taking that over-under. Um, but I would, I would, I fully expect the Rams to win this game outright more than likely, uh, a touchdown, maybe a 10 point game. Um, and so I'm picking the Rams and Dre is as well, the Rams to cover and win this game. Um, really the, uh, the Cardinals, everything rides through Kyler Murray. So if Kyler Murray is really, Murray is really out, then, um, I wouldn't see that being a, a, uh, a, a very close game at all. Going over to the AFC South again, the Jaguars hosting the Colts. Jag, this is a, this is to me the snoozer of the week. Won't be much action here, and if there is, it'll be breakaway runs. Nothing past flashy. It, it, I won't be watching it on my TV. I do expect Indianapolis to win this game handedly. So does Dre. Um, they are four and a half point favorites as of this morning. <clears throat> Fully expect that number to go up. Jaguars are not playing for anything. Colts are 
playing for pride. Um, uh, this just won't be on my TV this week. Um, if you're playing anybody fantasy-wise from this, I'd be surprised. Um, Leonard Fournette maybe might be on your radar. Um, possibly uh, some of the West, uh, like D.D. Westbrook or uh, D.J. Chark are, are on your team. Um, but I, I don't think you are you are paying attention to this, this game. Just write that out and say, Colts win and cover the spread. Now, last two games, yes, you Pittsburgh and Oakland fans can rest easy. We're going to talk about that, right? So Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Pittsburgh, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road visiting Baltimore. Dre's calling this the RG3 game, and I'm saying that Pittsburgh comes back and gets this game to put some pressure. But Pittsburgh, we saved the best two for last. So Steelers is a must-win. With a bad loss last week, the offense will be looking to get back on track. The Ravens won't be risking anything on either side of the ball this week. So Ravens will be resting their starters, resting key players on special teams, and the Steelers will be playing hard. But is it enough? The Steelers have been playing subpar on offense while the defense has been top 10 week after week. Can the Steelers put up enough points to beat Baltimore at home? And the, and the key question comes down to that running back position. Can they run the ball against what's already been a very stout Baltimore defense? Yes, it will be some second and third string players, but it's the NFL. There's talent everywhere. Can Pittsburgh move the ball, keep sustained long drives, and beat Baltimore at home? That's a tall task. And so I am picking Pittsburgh to win this game. Obviously, I think it's going to be close to a field goal. The spread right now is two and a half. So I'm taking Pittsburgh with the points. Dre is not so optimistic. Dre believes Baltimore is just a better team all around. Thinks RG3 will lead this offense quite a bit uh, to at least 21 to 28 points. So he's picking Baltimore for the upset. Um, And so there you have it, Pittsburgh fans. Um, Hopefully, uh, you know, Duck Hodges comes back, plays well, and you guys can win this game. Um, Hoping you guys win this game, but Oakland, not so optimistic. So <clears throat> Raiders are playing against Denver, Denver at home, three and a half point favorites. Now the Raiders still have a chance. They need four other things to happen besides a win on the road, but here comes that Gruden team, right? Knock if you're with them, but not everybody's knocking. Okay. Well, the Raiders played inspired smash mouth football last week, but there is no Josh Jacobs. He had his surgery. He's out. So everything rests on Derek Carr and the flying defense against another divisional team playing spoiler. On the road, hostile environment, can the Raiders beat a very good Broncos team as of late? That'll be tough. Denver proved they can move the ball. They pl- showed that when you play, they played against Detroit, they can throw, they can run. They have a team that's pretty unanimously in the middle of the pack on, on all levels when it comes to the NFL. So I'm picking Denver, and so is Dre to win this game and cover. I do think Oakland will be playing inspired football first half bets. I would probably bet on Oakland to be covering. Um, but expect Denver to run away with this. Oakland, um, although talented, I think Denver at home, end of the year, uh, similar to Chicago, similar to, um, you know, <clears throat> the, uh, the uh, well, name slips from my, similar to uh, Kansas City, similar to other teams that are playing at home, the Los Angeles Rams. Um, you want to win on the, you want to win at home, showcase that ability to win at home. Um, not, not, don't want, although a disappointing season, you want to make sure that you are, playing your top-notch football going next to Atlanta is who I was thinking about. So Denver is who um, I'm picking this game to cover the spread, and so is Dre. And so when you're looking at these matchups this week, if you are a betting person like you have been all year listening to the show, make sure you are looking at at a few things. Number one, weather conditions, huge deal in these games, especially those that have playoff implications. Number two, look at those feeds 
that are showcasing injury reports, showcasing resting, showcasing those coaches summaries, because those are the most important in these type of weeks, because um, a lot of people will just look at the team, like the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game. Oh, yeah, Baltimore has it. Not a big deal. But then you don't see that Baltimore's resting 22 players, and you think, well, who are they playing? So you have to really be looking at those reports. And number three, the day of tons of updates on so many different sites to be looking at when it comes to field conditions, when it comes to locker room situations, when it comes to conversations had with the media. So keep a lookout on those. Stay up to date. I'm looking forward to the next few weeks as we have a full panel and we talk about playoff implications. But let's end this round and go right into our fantasy outlooks. As we move to round three, want to remind everyone traveling to the Alamo City during the beautiful fall and winter seasons, keep SATX rated handy for the latest information on new events, restaurants, and giveaways so that you and your family or loved ones can enjoy the city with the hottest scenes. You can follow at SATX rated on any social platform where they constantly do giveaways like being front row or sitting behind home plate at the San Antonio Missions game or courtside seats at the San Antonio Spurs game. Follow SATX rated today. All right, so we are back with round number three. Fantasy hot starts is what we're going to get into. And really, we're going to look at two players at each position, talk about why those players were picked. We add into the lab, we were looking at different matchups and talking about the, the different types of players at those positions, talking about what would be the great breakout. So for those of you in your Week 17 championships, stay tuned. For those of you who are already done with fantasy, you could probably turn this off. But let's talk about the quarterback position, and we're going to focus on two players one that most people probably are starting and the other one where this is a this is the time you want to start him so let's talk about number one Aaron Rodgers is the player to start this week at the quarterback position Green Bay has everything to play for Detroit has a dismal passing defense Detroit struggles to get pressure which when Aaron Rodgers has plenty of time is the most lethal expect a ton of plays going deep down the field Lazard would be one individual be looking at Devontae Adams obviously has um, Dre Sly this week, so that'll be a tough one-on-one matchup, but expect Devontae Adams to get a lot of PPR points, so another 8-12 to 12 reception game for him. Um, looking at looking at the matchup, Aaron Rodgers should be throwing for at least 250 yards and two touchdowns, which is a solid quarterback fantasy outlook, and that's me being pessimistic about it. I, it, it could be something like 350-4, and four. Um, so fully expect Aaron Rodgers to ball out, trying to get a top seed and get a bye. Now, the quarterback that most people may have strayed away from with injury news is Dak Prescott. And don't just take it because I'm a Cowboys fan. Take it because everything on the line playing at Jerry World, Amari Cooper plays well at home. Dak Prescott has a lot going for him. So like I said, playing at home, Amari Cooper plays his best football at home. Dak Prescott can stand in the pocket. All starters are healthy. All starters are playing. Dak will be utilizing not only Ezekiel Elliott, but Blake Jarwin more this week, stated by Jason Garrett. Um, in the passing game. And so Michael Gallup strives when Amari Cooper is striving. So a lot of weapons with that Dallas offense against a Washington defense that has shown to give up big passing plays, shown to give up uh, big plays down the middle of the field, which is the the Cowboys' main bread and butter. So uh, if you are you have Dak Prescott, um, you, you might want to look at starting this week. Looks like it could be a breakout quarterback year, although he has been a top five quarterback most of the year. So you're probably writing him anyways. Um, if you have had him on your bench, you just have and maybe you have Lamar Jackson who they're resting, or you had a Josh Allen who they're resting. Dak Prescott would be that person to start. 
Switching to that running back position, looking at one person who should be starting after last week, but maybe you're not sure, Devontae Freeman. So, so the Atlanta Falcons playing on the road, the Tampa Buccaneers give up give up yards. That's number one. Devontae Freeman loves free yards. And so I expect him to have a very big week this week, not to mention the fact that uh, Atlanta has figured out that we get him in the end zone. So uh, Devontae Freeman should be a solid start over the century mark, a couple of touchdowns against the Tampa Bay defense that has been susceptible to the running back positions, pass catching and up the middle. That's Devontae Freeman. A person that you should have been starting who I've told you about the last, I don't know, nine weeks, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, for a lot of people, have either stayed on the bench or they're not going to pick him up. They just don't trust him. They've been spurned by him. Joe Mixon this week against the Cleveland Browns. Fully expect him to go full Joe Mixon when it comes to Cincinnati. They're not looking to win per se, but they are looking to fill up that stat sheet show they got promised. So expect Joe Mixon to be playing tough football, 20 carries at least. Can't tell you if he makes a century mark, but should be a score or two. Should be a good flex play, if not a running back two this week. Um, and if he really breaks out, could be a running back one. I just think it's a great matchup for him. Divisional, will be hard playing, and they won't be resting any starters in Cincinnati. So looking at Joe Mixon for this week. At the wide receiver, Mark, I'm not going to talk too much about them. We talk about them every week. But Cortland Sutton and A.J. Brown are great plays this week. Cortland Sutton playing at home, trying to play spoiler against the Oakland Raiders. I think the, the Denver Broncos are the better team anyways. Um, and so last week, if you were a Cortland Sutton owner, you were kind of let down because you figured Detroit has a terrible secondary. I should have been okay. But as you saw, they double team, put Dre Sly on him. He he struggled against that. But Oakland doesn't have that shutdown corner that can I will not let you get the ball. And Cortland Sutton will be looking for that up avenge game from last week. And so <clears throat> looking at Locke, looking at home, his stats, uh, you know, 40% difference when it comes to completion rate to Cortland Sutton uh, at home compared to on the road. So picking Cortland Sutton um, in this wide receiver spot. And then A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown just all around against a, a weak uh, Texan secondary, a secondary that will be without most of its starters. And Tannehill, who likes to light it up and send A.J. Brown for big balls. Um, and big plays down the field. Definitely play A.J. Brown. Uh, both of these wide receivers will have big weeks this week. At the tight end position, I'm going back to the NFC East. Jason Witten and Dallas Goddard for different reasons. First off, Dallas Goddard, hot play last week, will be another hot play this week. The Philadelphia receivers are not those known names like they have every year with Deshaun Jackson and uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar. It, it's it's uh, you know Greg Ward's show right now. Um, usually Zach Ertz I'd be talking about, but he's out. So Dallas Goddard is the guy right now, and he's that hot commodity. He'll be that go-to down, a very Travis Kelsey-like play, um, as he'll be fed a lot of balls. Whether he catches them or not, that's a different story. Um, however, when it comes to PPR potential, Dallas Goddard is a gem, um, and it's a big game, so expect Carson Wentz to have the ball. When it comes to Dallas Cowboys, again, Jason Witten, I feel, is that sleeper. Um, divisional matchup. Against divisional opponents, Jason Witten averages eight catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. That's huge. So if you're going to play a player, Jason Witten would be that guy. You expect a touchdown. You expect multiple catches against the Washington defense. Again, like I said, susceptible to big plays, susceptible to the middle. Jason Witten lives in the middle. So Jason Witten would be that secret tight end play for this week. When it comes to defenses, um, I'm going to go old school here. The Pats defense against the... Uh, Miami Dolphins, I fully expect them to dominate that game. And um, I'm going to take this one from Dre Rogers and say that the Ravens defense, um, just because we expect it to be a low-scoring game. Um, That's it for our fantasy hot takes when it comes to looking at players breaking out those four positions. 
I want to give a special shout out to everybody enjoying their holidays, all of our sports scientists enjoying their holidays, as well as Dre Rogers for sending in his picks and helping this podcast move along. I want to say happy holidays, happy new year to everybody. Again, my name is Ernest Silva at The Sport Gene. You can find all the Into the Lab material as well as Hey, if you want to buy a shirt and support your favorite sports scientist on www.thesportgene.com, or if you're just looking to see what our picks are for the week because you missed a couple, you can go to www.thesportgene.com again. You can find me at The Sport Gene on Twitter. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope everybody has a happy new year. See you guys in 2020. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app and follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today. Today.